The island of Hainan in southern China is a tropical destination that's currently being developed as a free trade area by the Chinese government. A delegation from USCBC recently visited the province for a set of meetings, so this week, to get a roundup on those, we chat with our chief representative in Shanghai, Melinda Xu. From the US China Business Council in Washington, DC, I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Melinda Xu is our chief representative in Shanghai. Melinda, welcome back. Thanks, Ian. Great to be here. All right. So in the past week, you traveled to Hainan province and met with some local government officials there, right? So how, how was the trip? That's right, Ian. It was scorching hot there, literally over 40 degrees. Oof. But I was still surprised that plenty of visitors braved the sun to visit. Well, back to your questions. Yes, we met Hainan Vice Governor Ni Qiang and spoke for a roundtable on optimizing the business environment organized by CCPIT, in which several government stakeholders, such as local NDRC, Commerce, MIT, were also there. USCBC delegation also had separate meetings with officials from Hainan Foreign Affairs Office and Hainan Provincial Bureau of International Economic Development. Our member companies took the opportunity to raise questions regarding opportunities in various industries, such as biopharma, consumer goods, automotive, manufacturing, tourism, and so on. Companies also expressed interest in more cross-cutting policies in Hainan, including those related to cross-border data flows um, and capital flows. Sounds like you had a pretty busy trip then. So. June of last year, China released that master plan to build the whole island into a high-level free trade port by the middle of the century was the target. So we're about a year on now in July of 21. So what has happened in the past year to, to move towards that? Well, we've seen some key policies being implemented in Hainan, such as the 15% income tax for talents and the same rate for Hainan-registered companies with substantial operations. Imported goods with over 30% value-added processing in the free trade port will be exempt from tariff when sold to other areas in mainland China. All right. So if you like import coconuts from Thailand, say, and then you process them into you know coconut water or coconut milk, so assuming you're adding at least 30% value, then you're free from tariffs when you're selling them on to mainland China. In theory, correct. Of course, there are some detailed requirements. For instance, it's currently only applicable for um, companies registered in Yangpu bonded port. But we're seeing many companies um, are evaluating the flexibility of setting up functions such as import and export trading, logistics center, e-commerce, supply chain management, so as to improve the overall operations, including investment, taxation, customs, trade, etc. Good to know. So how about any pilot policies regarding cross-border data flows? I know that's usually going to be a big one. Yes. It's interesting to learn that Hainan just launched an undersea cable with Hong Kong this month, which is expected to increase the efficiency of Internet and is conductive to building Hainan into an important hub for data flows. We actually learned um, from a member that they plan to set up a wholly foreign-owned data center in Hainan after nine-month talks with the local government. This would be a breakthrough if successfully landed. 
foreign direct investment in the IDC sector has been limited due to the significant restrictions on foreign investors. As China is tightening up cross-border data flows and stepping up efforts on data localization, I would assume Hainan's potential opening up in this area would attract more foreign investors. Of course, the devil is in the details. <laughs> Isn't it always? We've also noticed some companies are planning to set up conference and event centers in Hainan, taking advantage of the high-speed internet and the island's 30-day visa-free access from 59 countries, um, including U.S. Of course, currently due to COVID, Hainan has yet resumed its international flights, but you know, and potentially in the future, we could easily meet up in Hainan. All right. So beyond data flow issues and tax benefits, Hainan is also promoting medical tourism, right? You're right, Ian. We've seen many medical device pharma hospitals are exploring opportunities, um, especially in Buao Lecheng Medical Zone. Medical companies may now be eligible to access fast-tracked approvals and relaxed regulatory oversight, while the patients who usually have to wait 5 to 10 years before foreign medicines get the government's approval will now be able to buy such drugs immediately. One last thing I'd like to point out is that um, global travel restrictions and changes in duty-free shopping quotas in China have added to Hainan's appeal compared to the 30% luxury goods tax in mainland China. And the Hainan government has successfully held its first China International Consumer Goods Fair in May. So, I mean, what do you think is in the future for the island then? Like, what do you, what do you see happening? There are some questions over how present seas ambitious plans get to be implemented in Hainan. Of course, it won't be an easy process. You know, Hainan has failed at least twice in the past. At the end of the day, how dedicated the local government officials is critical. You know, in imperial times, Hainan was known as the end of the earth, where miscreant officials were exiled. And even in recent years, there were still a lot of corruptions there. Preferential policies are attractive, but a sustainable and rule-based business environment is crucial for foreign investors. That's why we think it's important for USCBC to proactively participate and bridge the gap between government decision makers and American business group. And it's actually good to notice Beijing has sent batches of experienced, ambitious, and capable officials to build up the island. For example, Hainan Party Secretary Shen Xiaoming previously was a Shanghai vice mayor and also worked as Minister of Education. Its governor Feng Fei previously um, was a Zhejiang vice governor. Um, also worked as MIT, and Executive Vice Governor Shen Danyang previously was Mofcom spokesperson. So when you noticed a group of dedicated senior government officials um, working hard there, we cannot underestimate President Xi's goal, right? 
Additionally, it's as much an experimental process for Chinese government as for companies. Wait and see approach may be safe, but those with the courage to try to something new are admired. All right. Well, as always, thanks for your reporting, and it's always good to hear from you. Thanks. Always nice talking to you. Again, Melinda Xu is our chief representative in Shanghai. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave it a rating, leave it a review. It will help other people find it. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>